Hi everyone, welcome back to the Teacher Cast. We're back with another episode of the podcast with myself, Adam, and Haley. Haley, how are things? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad now. I'm enjoying uh, doing the episodes with you, and it seems that everyone else is as well. So, thanks everyone for the support that we've got. We got lots of lovely messages and lovely ratings on Spotify and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, if you are enjoying the podcast, please, please, please do let us know first and foremost. That would be lovely. Cause not gonna lie, I do enjoy hearing when people are enjoying the podcast. We obviously. Myself and Haley are doing it for the the fun of it as well, naturally. But it's nice to hear that people are listening and enjoying each episode as they come out. Um, so if you do enjoy it, let us know and please rate it on whatever particular platform you're listening on. Um, you know, it just helps us mo- keep motivated and keep going. You know, we like hearing good things about what we're putting out there. You know, naturally, as people who put a lot of things on the internet, we want some bit of gratification for it. You know. <laughs> Um, but Haley, um, how are things? How has your week been? Any drama? Any gossip? Or just uh, anything at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my week's been really good. So um, the bank holiday weekend fell last week, so it was only a four-day week, so a very quick week, but also felt like a quite a long week in school. Quite busy. Um, just, you know, getting back into the swing of things. I find when you miss a day, you always have to play catch up, like especially with things like mental maths and catching up like and with things like that. Um, I'm just looking here at what my plan was from last week. Um, nothing really interesting happened. Um, it was just like doing some of the Valentine's art that we talked about in last, last week's episode where we gave some last minute um ideas for valentine's day and like adam said there i just want to thank everyone for tuning in it's a safe space for us to just relax and chat and you know kind of shine like the reality of teaching especially as my like i'm a newly qualified teacher and adam's in the profession a few years now so seeing kind of like an insight into like what we're thinking and how we're progressing and going through our career which is really nice and as well if you do want to tell a friend or share it in your staff room that we do have this podcast especially if there's any newly qualified teachers in your school or if anyone's studying I think it will be a great place for them to come and listen and you know kind of I suppose what's the word like resonate with what we're saying um too so yeah, yeah absolutely I think that it's it's a nice way to kind of see the reality of teaching as we said that like Instagram can be Instagram could be as curated as you want it to be, really, yeah. I suppose. So I suppose this podcast is kind of shining a light on what happens outside of the Instagrammable side of teaching, Absolutely. I suppose, from our perspectives, anyway. Yeah, how was your week, Adam? Um, it was pretty good. Uh, like I said, I fairly had the bank holiday Monday last Monday, which was so nice. lovely and needed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was putting the final touches to my classroom finally so that I could post my classroom tour on Instagram last week. I actually haven't um, sat down and watched it yet. I did see it pop yeah, up it's on It's an investment. Feed. It's like six and a half minutes. Yeah. You, you need a good uh, cup of tea to watch that. For Love Island or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Like, I love my classroom and I'm really happy where it's at right now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of spent a lot of the last week doing that. Uh, as we recorded today on the Monday, the day before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I started doing my parent-teacher meetings. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of last week getting ready for those, getting my pupil profiles ready because we have a specific template that we follow 
uh, in my school to kind of get ready for the parent-teacher meetings, which mm-hmm. is handy because then those templates are used throughout the school as the children progress up. Yeah, it feels like my parent-teacher meetings were like a lifetime ago because I did mine like before the October midterm break. So like I couldn't imagine having that still hanging over me at this point. Yeah, it's about February. It's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it seems quite late. But, you know, for me in junior infants, it's been very handy because it's given me a lot of time to get to know the kids. And it's, I've got to see them in different parts of the year. Yeah. Um, so and like I've they're new to the school. So I've got a realistic picture of what they're like. Yeah, yeah. And I built that relationship with them, which is really handy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in school this week. I know, Hayley, you're off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in school Monday to Wednesday doing the parent-teacher meetings and obviously teaching as normal. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to Thursday, Friday being off. As you can hear, I'm not great. <laughs> I'm kind of sick. So, <laughs> Adam was um, like... We soldier on. This <laughs> is what we meant by the authentic podcast episodes that we put out yeah hell or water it's happening and you're getting me in whatever state i'm currently in well adam uh, was like if i have we... to mute myself i'm i'm just sneezing i'm still here yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i just randomly disappear it's because i'm sneezing but um but no good week all in all um and i suppose Haley, this week we wanted to talk about a topic that i think everyone could resonate with and i know it's something that you are very passionate about in your mm. teaching and that is ICT, tech in the classroom and all that jazz. Yeah. Like Haley, I suppose we were planning on talking about a few ICT resources that we use that we find useful. But I suppose before we delve into that, Haley, because it's an area that you're quite interested in, like mm-hmm. I suppose what why why the investment in ICT? Like it's something that obviously you're very passionate about. I suppose where does that stem from? Like why do you love ICT so much? Good question. I think it's just important to have ICT as a skill I think going into the workforce now and like having had experience say working in a bank before coming to you know into teaching like I really could see how much like you need to be able to use say um, Microsoft Excel PowerPoint to give presentations in college or you know um, Microsoft Word to write like a curriculum vitae or a cover letter you know so I just think I think it's a skill that's necessary in the 21st century so I think if you can integrate it in any point of the day in school I think it's um it's important you know what I mean yeah absolutely I, I totally agree I think the way we're going at the moment you know the kids are really surrounded by screens a lot of the time yeah also we can't do a lot about that at home yeah. but I suppose we could use it in a useful way well that's it and like sometimes children don't they see you know these tablets or whatever and they're very like they're using it in quite a negative way whereas you know technology can be used in such a positive way too it can you know people can make their their career from using ict so yeah i think giving them the skills you know to be able to um use it in a constructive way rather than it just a time passing playing video games way i think um it kind of opens their mind to oh i can actually use my laptop to to write a story you know yeah absolutely you know i totally agree it's definitely about like switching the narrative Mm-hmm. or technology and like the actual useful uses for it and i suppose through this episode we're hoping to just showcase some of the ict resources that we've either used previously or use currently in our classroom um we've got three each myself and Haley, mm-hmm. and we're just going to talk about how we use these and some of these one of these even might be useful to you all six might be who knows um and we'll just kind of talk about how we use them and why we find them quite um quite handy so Haley, what is the first resource you were going to to mention <laughs> so the first one now i've used maybe two or three times this year because 
generally like every like I think it's it's normal to not have a silent class like I feel like if it, if somebody walked into my classroom and it was very like quiet all the time you know that's just not natural like I want children working in groups and stuff but sometimes you know you're at wit's end and you're like you know what they we need like either to play a silent game or something like that but one that's really useful um is called bouncyballs.org have you ever heard of it no never so basically it's like all these balls on the whiteboard on this website and you you can actually change the sensitivity of the microphone on it and you can also put in how many bouncy balls that you want to have on the screen now it, you can't actually select the number it's like um one of those kind of tab bars that you slide across but it's also really good say if you're on placement because you can actually link it to a theme so especially say if you're on placement say around halloween time you can actually change instead of having smiley faces you can change it to like eyeballs Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, or like numbers or um, bubbles as well. So say you were doing Under the Sea or something in infants and you wanted to have that, your theme linked in some way. You could literally have it like that. Do you know what I mean? That sounds fab. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a nice way to like, I suppose, try to get the noise down in the classroom. Yeah. It could be kind of a mundane task. So it's nice to have something a bit different to spice it up a bit. But that's the thing, like you can ha you can set the sensitivity of it so you could still actually have them talking in groups, but just that so that they're not shouting at each other, do you know what I mean? Um and also as well, there's a thing where you can select a noise alert. I think it'll make a sound if it's too noisy. You can turn that off if you're not into that. But it will actually come up saying too noisy um you know quieting down so that it's not always the teacher being like, okay guys, like can we just take it down, you know, by two notches it's a it's a bit loud in here so yeah I just think that'd be really helpful like for you know all teachers but particularly if you're you know heading out on school placement and you've particularly noisy class and they don't know how to use their inner voices um I think that would really help what about you Adam what's your first one um my first one is more so a resource that helps me rather than the kids but it has a knock-on effect on the kids and it's called Simbaloo never heard of um, it and it's something I, it's something I learned about in college so basically it's like an interface where you can bookmark your favorite websites, but it looks like they come up in little squares. So oh. it has this like whole picture. And like, instead of you just having like loads of links on your, like um, your background, de your desktop background or whatever, mm -hmm. you have this like interactive, like little interface. Nice. And you can like color code it to like, so you can have all your like English links in one corner of the interface with, like in blue and then your Irish and green and so on that'd be really you can helpful move it around and jig it around yeah it's just it's it's a, it's a nice looking interface it's better than just clogging your background like your home screen on your laptop yeah and um it's just very handy I find and the the kids enjoy looking at it as well like it's something I use I set it up a little bit more this year because I have so many links that I want to click on for juniors because yeah, yeah. use a lot of videos and interactive games and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of use it. And then with the colour coding, some of the kids nearly associate the colours at this point with, oh, we're going on to phonics because he's clicking on the yellow ones. And even when I'm setting up in the morning, it's handy because I can click on the links and they're straight away we're done. So then when we get to those lessons later in the day, the kids aren't sitting looking at me idly waiting i'm like no i've got it up already because i clicked through simple bish bash bash done dusted set up ready to go and it's just yeah, very handy bad. i find it really useful yeah i might need to look into that myself yeah and it just looks cool honestly as much as it as much as it's functional it actually just looks really cool yeah. and sometimes that's enough 
I'm going to have a look into that now. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So Hayley, what is your, what's your second resource that uh, you'd like to share with the masses? I think this one won't really be a shock to anyone, but I'm a huge advocate, Adam, for Wordwell. Now, the subscription was kindly gifted to me, but I genuinely, genuinely think it's worth the money. And like, you know, it's very, it's very, um, it's not very easy for me to say that. Do you know what I mean? But this is, this is a top class resource. Like, what I love about it is you can use it for, you know, closed texts. You can use it for the weekly spellings. You can use it as part of a transition. Like, instead of having your, like, you can have your flashcards, say, for Gwail, up on the board. You can actually use it to go through your flashcards. And, you know, the children, it's like kind of like when you're teaching, like, phonics, say, in infants, going through some of the words. You know, um, just, you know, word recognition, spellings, uh, Gwailga spellings. But what I love about it the most is, like, when you input, like, say I'm doing at the moment is Bia. So, say I put in, like, a whole game for, um, on Brickfosta. And I have like Iran, Sov, whatever it is for my on Brickfosta, um, like sub team within Bia. Like uh, once I've input the information, it, it, it automatically uses those pictures and words then for not just one game, but for multiple games, which is just brilliant. And you can also like, do you know like the way you have Clicky Kim? Yeah. Instead of having the cards, like what you can actually do is you can set how many words go by, right? And they have to memorize the words. So it could be like seven words. And as a class, they have to try and remember the seven words. And then you can time it and everything. And then like you can actually download QR codes. So say you had iPads, you could actually have like stations where at each station you have the QR code on the table. And then they move from table to table with the iPad. Like it's just brilliant. It sounds really good. Like it sounds like kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of things. Yeah. which is half the battle sometimes you've yeah. got like one thing for everything so mm -hmm. having like a lot of supports in one place is probably really handy yeah and like even you can actually put in like so you can obviously share resources so that they go public or you can keep them private to yourself so like for the students say in my class like i've all their names on a spinning wheel and like as well you can actually well, I haven't done this now my class would love this but it can actually put them into groups for like a seating plan and everything like I like to pick now where my students sit but like yeah. just the it's just so like brilliant like it can actually instead of them having to pick a partner for a project like like the thing will do it for yourself and then if you have to differentiate like you know for mixed ability or whatever it is you can just do that then but you know what I mean it's yeah. non-biased and everything like that and as well like another really good thing is um it does you can use it for maths games as well so as a maths warm-up so what I was doing this week and it's actually more difficult than you think because my class now are pretty good at their times tables like you'd expect that coming towards the end of fourth class but like it comes up say like six times 11 is 53 and you have to click true or false but okay. as you click it the, the, the belt goes faster and faster going by so they're oh, all wow. in a line they're all in a line and I let I'm like okay you know Dana Gilina and then they're like they make a line and then they you know they they click the board and then they go sit down and that's like their movement break but it's also an interactive game and you know they all get a turn and yeah it's just it's really nice and they all kind of support each other and you know they'd whisper the answer and it's it's very it's very nice like it's a nice atmosphere do you know what I mean yeah no it sounds absolutely fab no it sounds like a lot of fun to be fair mm. what's your next one Adam um, so my next one is probably one that a lot of people have used before. It's called Class Dojo. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not something I'm actually using this year 
Um, now, in hindsight, I would have probably used it at the start of the year, but obviously this being my first year in junior infants, I did a lot of learning on the job. So um, Class Dojo, for anyone that doesn't know, is a site where you can set up your class on it and each child has a little like monsters was you call it yeah and each child can individually earn points and you can kind of decide yourself what you want to do with those points um if maybe they earn 10 points they get to change their monster if they earn 20 points they get to i don't know um have an extra turn in the can corner whatever you decide yourself basically but you can take points off them not necessarily to punish them but to say okay you've traded in your 10 points for uh, a monster kind change like a shop. Or do you know what i mean yeah like a shop kind of a thing which yeah. is really handy and what's really nice as well is you can group the kids together so you can have their individual points but you could the also put them in their groups and yeah. then be like oh so that's all well and good that so and so and so and so you all have individual points but guess what the green table collectively together you have all added your points together and you actually have enough points to go on a group uh reward or whatever i just don't you know you'd be making it up with you as yeah. it suits yourself but it's really nice because it puts the responsibility on the kids themselves to earn points for their own individual rewards but also there's a group element to it which is really nice mm. plus monsters are really cool and cute and there's literally hundreds of them so there's a lot you could you'll never run out of monsters for them to like change to if they want to change it and it's so individualized that you could really decide yourself what uh you know how much do they have to earn to get to it uh to get their prize or whatever do you know it could be 10 it could be 20 it could be five whatever you really think yourself works for your own kids in your own setting yeah uh, and i think that's why i enjoy it like i think next year uh if i'm in junior infants again i think it's something that i will start at the at the start of the year i think it's just something i didn't get around to starting this year and it's been late in the day now uh so i'm just going to stick to the reward system i have at the moment but i think it's definitely something i want to use down the line because it's fun it's interactive and like monsters are cute so like why not <laughs> yeah you know i actually think i set class dojo up at the start of the year and i actually haven't used it but i've heard my students talking about class dojo and i'm like oh maybe they used that before do you know i don't want to tire something out if you know yeah, it's, totally. it's too much but um yeah i might look into that because i think when i was trying to set it up it was before the start of the school year and I, do you have to have it linked to the school i'm actually not sure because i when i used it previously it was when i took over a class mid-year and they right. already had the um they already had it set up. Yeah. So I'm not really sure about that one. It was something I have to look into. I think there are certain uh, elements of the website that you might have to pay for, but the, I think the basics, I'm pretty sure you can get for free. But yeah. uh, um, I think it's something to look into. And I think most schools are willing to oblige um, in like, even if it's just signing up as a school or whatever, you know, because it's a nice uh, resource to use. It's very simple and it just takes a lot of the, the like questions and the kind of, queries out of um like doing a reward system yeah i love it and i love um, as well the random when when you're like oh i'm gonna pick a random student and then it randomly gives a point to somebody else yeah i know yeah it's it, there's a lot of really cool features you kind of click around it a good bit to kind of see all the features that it has but it's yeah it's it's really cool it's a lot it's lots of fun to be fair yeah the only uh, reason i maybe... know about it is because of subbing so yeah, oh sure. Go. I think everyone has come across it in some way, shape, or form. To yeah, be fair, definitely. But uh, Haley, what's your your third and final resource? Um, my third and final IT resource there? is a website called Top Marks, and I'd say every teacher knows about this. But if you're if you're you know about to go out on your first school placement, you might have never heard of it. So my two favorite games on Top Marks are 
Um, the first one's the Daily Ten, and the second one is Hit the Button. And I mean, they're classics, but I really, I, I'm really big into, you know, warm up games. Um, and repet, I, I'm big into drilling and repetitive stuff. Um, because I feel like that boosts children's confidence so much and, you know, it helps them identify, okay, I really don't know my times eights, you know, or I really don't know, you know, how to multiply by nine or, oh, I've noticed a pattern there when I'm multiplying it by 11, you know, if it's 11 times three, it's 33 or if it's 11 times four, it's 44. So yeah, it's working really well. And like, I just love like how you can, you know, do fractions, decimals, um, yeah and then hit the button like when I've got a little bit extra time I'll play that because I let each group go and they all go against each other and then they get like five table points or a special award or something when they uh when they uh if they win and they're all excited and they're all watching each other you know yeah so I'm already just saying Hayley Top Marks is kind of a website with lots of like different games for is it just for maths or is it kind of lots of different games no there's um other you see, I feel like it's a it's like an anchor website, as in it links to other websites. Um, gotcha. so some of the like some of the websites that are on it or the games that are on it, you ha- kind of have to be careful because some of them have like adverts on it and that kind of thing. Because I have used yeah. say the English ones with July provision, uh, or summer provision or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it just depends. But I like I just like plain simple games, easy to use, reliable, work well, drilling. They take all my boxes. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds fun. And again, like like the last one you mentioned, it's very much sounds like a one-stop shop for a lot of different uses. And I think mm. that's, again, really important when you're looking for resources that they can have multiple uses so Definitely. that you're not trying to find 101 different things. So do 101 different jobs. And as well, like say I have like, so during my maths time, I have maths groups that go out with sport teacher. <laughs> So say, for example, the sport teacher wasn't in a great tip for anyone that that uses the daily 10, add an extra, because you can actually select how much time they have to answer the question. So add extra time, but get your, your for to differentiate your level, so your higher group, get them to add five onto their, onto their answer. So they'll have to multiply and add five. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this is good. That was a tip. Too, that was a tip from <laughs> one of my Druid mentors. So yeah, oh, very it was a good, good. one. <laughs> Um, what's your last one, Adam? Your final. So my there. last one, you could probably go to multiple websites to find this. So I just will mention the website that I get it from, but it's a random name picker. Mm-hmm. So the one I use is from flippitly.net. So that's F L I P P I T Y. Um, so basically, you just put your kids' names into um like a list, and then it comes out on like a spinning wheel. So kind of like the IKEA wheel you have in your classroom, Haley, yeah. but on the um on a on the screen. Mm-hmm. So it just do you know we're trying to find different ways to pick the kids to answer questions and obviously it can be so you, know, you could do the sticks or you could just do random yeah, or whatever the sticks. but at least with the wheel it's just funny it's just a bit of a circus and like junior efforts is a little bit of a circus i find you kind of have to yeah. dramatize everything so like and then of course because it's the wheel the onus is on the laptop so therefore they can't give out to me for not yeah. picking them i'm like I mean, the laptop picked the people that were sitting quietly, even though that's fully not part of it, but who cares? Yeah. The kids will believe it. So, um, so it's, I, again, it's just, 
like it's to perform a mundane task but keep it fun mm -hmm. so the kids see the wheel like the wheel is all different color like it's like a rainbow kind of effect yeah and it's just a fun way to pick kids names for answering questions or for doing jobs and you could just kind of frame it in a way that the wheel actually because there's the speaker on the laptop it's, it's listening, listening and <laughs> It's only going to pick the people that are quiet and then inevitably it lands on the person who's literally screaming their lungs off. And they're on the top of their seat, yeah. yeah but I, yeah. I was going to say Wordwall has that feature too, Adam. Oh, does it? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. That. Like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of websites do have it. Again, like you said with the last one, Haley, it's just a case of finding one that works and one that has appropriate ads around it. Um, yeah, like the Wordwall. Now, I think you don't have to get a subscription, but you can make up to five resources. So, say you did make one with the class with the students' names, you could just edit yeah. them. You could just re-edit it then for the following year. Do you know what I mean? And then you wouldn't yeah. put that one on public because obviously you don't want people knowing your Yeah, of course. Names, so. You keep it on private. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, very good. No, that sounds really interesting. And what about um, your yeah. resource of the week? Oh, so my resource of the week, the resource itself is actually just a dice, right? But it's to do with the game that we started playing in class. So when I say a dice now, I more so mean the bigger ones, like a big one, the kind of size of a ball, nearly right. like the size of a football. Um, so the one I use, obviously a lot of dice have spots on them, but this one has numbers on them because oh, okay. we're learning about um, number formation at the moment yep. from one to five. So it's just handy to have the actual numbers on it. Like the kids can count the dots, but you know. Yeah. So the game we're playing with the dice is called Busted. Um, and what we're doing at the moment is we're doing components of the numbers. So like what different combinations of numbers make up another number so like what different combinations of numbers make up the number four like two and two one and three three Love and it. one like so on so on so forth um so what we do is the kids come up one of them rolls the dice and let's say they roll a three so i'll say to them then okay um you got a three Haley. what do you need to reach five five is our target number because it's the highest number we could go that we've learned about so far mm -hmm. so two <laughs> two yeah and i'm like okay roll the dice and if if you roll um a two then you've got to five and we say she's a winner yay and you get a little smiley face for your table because that's Aww. my reward system um and that's then and um, let's say you rolled a three Haley. so you got a three and a three so you got to six so you're too much and then all the kids get to shout out and then the kids oh, it's they're just adding funny. yeah i love that yeah they're they're it's it's kind of combining rather than adding because we don't really do adding but it's same premise you know That's um a so one. if they roll let's say the first roll they roll the six straight away they're busted god good luck but the kids get to show busted it's hilarious if they roll a five straight away again it's they win happy days like if they rolled a one and then rolled a two they're mm -hmm. on three they can keep rolling until they yeah. either win or they're busted you know that kind of way love it. um it's basically like card games kind of like trying to get 21 mm -hmm. you know like it's the similar premise yeah but make it maths make it fun make it junior infants and <laughs> yeah. it's just a bit of fun honestly make it, I just think, make it circus like <laughs> yeah pretty much again circus junior infants is a circus like but no they really enjoy it and like they earn a little smiley face for their table they're delighted and even if they lose everyone's shouting busted so they just think it's hilarious like no one's really losing like even i have one or two kids in my class that aren't great at losing and mm. even they find it hilarious because they just get to yeah. roar up, busted! And, and they just think it's really funny because they don't realise they've lost. They just think it's hilarious. And I'm like, Aww. okay, that's a win-win situation. You either win a smiley face or you just get to roar your head off. So, I mean, like, where's, where's the where's the loss there? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? That's a brilliant um, So the resource itself involved. is just a dice, but the game is called Busted. I 
I'm sure it comes from somewhere. It, I thought of it off the top of my head, but I'm obviously it's based on the likes of like 21, like for a card game or something like that. But I will, I'm going to take credit. I made it up myself, but I'm sure it's based on 101 different other things. I'm going to do a post about it next week. Um, so stay tuned. I'll, I'll put up a video of me and Maria playing Busted. Um, but um, Hayley, what is your resource of the week? So my resource of the week this week, I've decided is not going to be a resource because I've just shared <gasps> three. So shock. <laughs> Um, but it's actually something that I, I, I don't think I saw online before, but I just kind of thought of it like as a good idea because I've seen people use, say, little magazines and like Argus magazines and stuff for like teaching money. And then I was yeah. like, oh, my God, why don't I do this for Bia? And we have everybody doing a bit of jigsaw work. You know, that group will do Jokina, that group will do Glossary, that group will do Fuel. And then they had to, you know, cut them all out and then... Um, cut them out of the little magazines that I've been collecting since September so I didn't all have the same one and oh um, yeah it was just really nice and I had them displayed at the back of the room they were really effective like I've never had so many nice messages on Instagram about it and it's just such an easy one you know and um yeah, it's, it's a nice child-led display. I just printed off the headings. So I actually will put the headings up on MASH for free at some point. You can download. So then you can do it with your class. But I think it'd be a great kind of activity for anyone in third, fourth, fifth, sixth class. I don't think, um, I don't think uh, you know, you have to be of a specific age or anything, you know, once once yeah. you can handwrite and read. But I um, it was actually really good because they were even asking me, teacher, what does, what's chocolate orange? And I was like, you know, Shockloyja Rostra or Rostra Shockloyja. Don't anyone listening? That's a quick or don't hate me. But I was there <laughs> Gemma, like, Gemma, what do we do? <laughs> no, but I was literally like, do you know what? Go me. <laughs> yeah um, honestly oh no that sounds like great fun and like you say yeah. it's it's child-led it's hands-on it's concrete you know it the children are at the forefront teamwork. of it. it brings in another aspect with the fine motor work yeah it's teamwork there's just so many facets there you're ticking mm -hmm. so many boxes which is really ideal yeah time wise now i gave them a full afternoon to do it because by the time like I explained yeah. to them what I wanted to do, got them into their groups. They get the scissors, the glue, the cutting, the labeling. And then like, honestly, yeah, it's you a know, bit of a faff, I'd say, but yeah, worth it. It's a good one though for placement. Like say you did have a good afternoon where you just did the Gwilga for the afternoon, you know, like stick two Gwilga lessons together, have a double yeah, Gwilga exactly. lesson. Like I think um, a way you could like conclude it is like, you know, get the students to say like, you know, ta you know, or feckum, I can see, like, get them to put it into a sentence. Um, so, yeah, that's it, really. Um, oh, sounds like a very successful week on and off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I I put up a questions box, Adam. I think um, we've got eight minutes or so before our time comes to an end. So let's get stuck into some questions. So I put up a questions box yesterday evening, and Adam, like, look how many messages there are. Oh my god. This like... is why I don't put the box. <laughs> um so here we go. Uh, my teacher wants me to do a novel with four class on advanced school placement. Where do I begin? Um great question. Um I know what I do. I was about to say you teach fourth Haley. Do you want to start with that one? I think you should look at Charlotte's Web. Because oh, you can link the art and everything to that. You could do dictionary work, you know, picking out words, putting them into sentences. I don't think it's too long. I've not done, I started a novel called The Yucky Prince, Y-U-C-K-E-E -E, Prince. 
I didn't get to finish it and this was before Christmas so I think I'm just gonna park that do you know what it's my NQT year I'm figuring it out do you know what I mean but yeah. I think I might start like maybe yeah maybe I'll actually get in contact with the library and see if they've got like 21 copies of Charlotte's Web um but yeah I, that's what I would do yeah like I think like you say the first thing is to obviously find a book find a book that works and find a, a book that like works thematically as well that mm. could help you with your themes on placement because I know that that's kind of the be all and end all I feel on um, teacher practice is your like thematic planning and stuff mm -hmm. and then like once you have that I would look at like activities that would supplement the reading of the book because teaching a novel does not involve just reading it cover to cover it you know you want to kind of analyze the novel using your comprehension strategies like prediction and analysis and connections and things like that. Mm -hmm. So bringing in like art activities to those lessons, bringing in drama um, methodologies to those lessons, you know, what can you do? Like what are good points to stop at? Could you do like character profiles? Could you do if I was Charlotte, I would do whatever if we're talking yeah. about Charlotte's well. Um, do you know, have a think about the activities that could supplement the reading of this book because realistically you're not expected to cover the entire book on advanced school placement i would assume because that would be ridiculous yeah um i assume it's just to get the ball rolling on it and i yeah. think you know there's lots of activities you could do before you ever open the book to be honest there's yeah. a lot you can do there also if you don't want all your english lessons to just be of reading a novel i would i would read um while they're eating read while they're eating and um if you wanted to then have one of your english lessons out of the five lessons a week have that then as like your activity say um because yeah. i think sorry just to, to finish off on that yeah, one yeah. i think yeah like you say uh, uh, to read it to them while they're eating i'd like i know some people would be like well the kids don't have the book out front of them granted yes correct but a lot of reading like listening to stories is actually a big part of reading like in juniors especially but like all the way up listening and taking in a story without the f like worrying about sticking to the page and like being on the right word or whatever just actively listening mm. is actually a really important skill in reading so don't underestimate you reading them a story no matter what age they are or part of a story because mm -hmm. that's a really important skill i think that a lot of kids actually don't have is just active listening yeah yeah i would have struggled with that as a child like I, like i'm not a bookworm <laughs> I, I would have Adam like I I it just wouldn't have been for me and even now like the thoughts of a novel for me I'm like nah not for me I'd yeah, rather I teach say, I'd rather teach true play than sit and read a novel but look I see how it's important um you know and everyone yeah. learns differently and all that so absolutely um this person said I'm starting advanced school placement with junior infants next week I'm absolutely terrified don't even know where to start <laughs> Um, firstly, don't be terrified. You will have a ball. Junior infants are hilarious. Like, I can't stress enough how happy I am at junior infants. Like, I am having such crack. Like, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm fit to jump out the window of the classroom. <laughs> but, like, that's, that's, that's the way. That's how That's the works. nature of the job. I, <laughs> that's the nature of the job. I love, love, love teaching junior infants. Like, in terms of where to start, talk to your teacher they know the kids really well they know what routines work what rules they have set in place their timetable because they have like if they're anything like my junior fits they have a rigid routine and they love to stick to it and anytime it goes a bit astray there's a holy war so like look at what's already there 
see what you can build on. There's no point reinventing the wheel. There's no point starting from scratch, in my opinion. Look at what's there. Build on the solid foundations that the teacher has in place. The fact that, realistically, most teachers that are taking on teacher practice students have agreed with their principal that they'll take on the students. So they are somewhat willing to have you in. And so will be some bit supportive to you. So, you know, take what's there, look at your requirements, and then see how you can mesh the existing routines with what requirements you have from the college. Yeah, that's great. Have fun, play, lots of play, playing yeah. all day. Play and some it's methodologies. Okay. It's okay go. if your lesson doesn't go to plan. Yes, absolutely. If, if someone anything, gets sick and vomits everywhere, and you're, or, you, you know, know what? something's all happening in the back. All your lessons should not go to plan. Because <laughs> no. if all of your lessons go to plan, I'd be you worried. probably haven't pushed yourself far yeah. enough, yeah, to yeah. be honest, which sounds a bit mad. But like, like not all lessons go to plan. It's more how, it's not about the lesson going bad. It's about how you react to the lesson going bad and how you grow from it, which yeah. sounds very cheesy. But like, it is what it is. Okay. We only have about two minutes, 30 seconds left, Adam. Rapid fire. What's <laughs> been your favourite activity with Junior Infants so far this year? And then I'll share with four classes because I haven't even talked about it. Oh my God. Um, not going to lie, this busted game in maths has been hilarious. It's honestly changed the way they look at maths. They actually love it. It's so funny. They just love throwing the dice around the room. Yeah. But I suppose my favourite... I love Asher, I'm not going to lie. I just love doing Asher with the kids. Yeah, but any spe like, anything specifically that you've done, like it doesn't have to even be linked to the curriculum, like just something fun that you've done. Oh my goodness. Something fun that I liked with Junior Infants. There's just so much I've loved. I'm going to say getting involved in the role play with the kids. So some days I'm up to 90 trying to get jobs done, like at the moment getting ready for parent-teacher meetings. But when I can actually sit down and get stuck in with the role play with the kids, we have a hoot. I was dressed up I'd as a nurse one day. Hayley, you saw the picture of me dressed as the nurse one day uh, when we were doing the hospital. I don't know um, if I saw I that, but I saw that you were in the cam corner yourself. <laughs> oh yes, I was lying in the cam corner at one point. That's a daily occurrence when I need a break, to be honest. But yeah, before Christmas, I think it was, we were doing the hospital and, or was it after Christmas? But anyway, and I had full nurse's scrubs on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I had it in my private story, I can't remember. But anyway, role play in Asher, such a hoot. Yeah, I don't know what my favourite thing has been. Um, but like something that's memorable is definitely watching the World Cup with my class because I mean it's not going to be very often I get to do that. Um, no, I do not the world... really because most the World Cup is usually in the summer, yeah, so exactly. that's quite a luxury. Really, and the World Cup projects that we did, so I'd say that was one of my favorite things. But I'd have to really sit down and think about it. But anyway, yeah. Adam, I think we're going to leave it there for this week. Thanks a million to everyone that tunes in. We really appreciate it so much. Please make sure you talk to your friends and share you know this podcast because through your word of mouth we'll get you know this message out there and hopefully other people can come and enjoy the podcast too but thanks so much for our weekly listeners and to any new listeners that are just tuning in now and yeah i think that's it give us a follow on instagram adam is mr underscore mentor underscore and i'm the teacher student on instagram and we also have a teacher cast instagram page too so go check it out bye everyone thanks Isabel. Bye. bye, bye.